0: And welcome to The Matrix Green Pill, where real people connect. Hello and welcome back to The Matrix Green Pill podcast. I'm Hilmarie Hutchison, and today I'm excited to welcome the founder and CEO of the first UAE smart city mobile app to offer a parking solution that uses AI and machine learning, Mercedes Sebrian. Mercedes has made a remarkable decision saying goodbye to a 17-year-long career in sports management and high-performance sports to venture into the tech industry as an entrepreneur. Let's hear all about it from Mercedes herself. Mercedes, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so
1: much, Hilmarie. I'm super happy to be here today sharing my journey with you. I really appreciate it.
0: So to start off, could you please tell our listeners a bit about yourself? Well, my name
1: is Mercedes Ibrián and I am the founder and the CEO of Parkrun. As you will say, Parkrun is the first UAE smart mobile application to offer parking solutions and uh, also pretty much still the only one in the region at the moment. With Parkrun, we help people and businesses to generate new revenue stream out of the unused parking spot. Let me put really, really easy this concept. If you have parking spots that are not in use, it doesn't matter whether we are talking about your residency parking spots or your businesses, then you should leave them all on the Parkrun app to get paid for it completely for free by
0: renting them out. Thank you very much for that. Let's go a little bit further back in your history. Where did you grow up and what was your dream when you were a kid?
1: I grew up in Malaga. Malaga is a beautiful, gorgeous city in the south of Spain. I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. All I knew is that it was not going to be in Spain. So I had this vision. I was pretty young. I believe that I was around 12, 13 years old. At that moment, I just wanted to travel around the world to learn languages and do something. But instead of doing something big, I wanted to be or to do something that made me happy. I just wanted to be out there and be happy in the world regardless of the country or the city or the language.
0: That's absolutely amazing. And then how did you get into sports management?
1: Well I got into sport management because I started training in high performance at a very early age. I started training when I was six years old in swimming. So I am from Málaga from a city beside the sea meaning that you need to know how to swim. So I started as something, you know, survival activity. And one thing led to another and I started training as in competitions. I grew up and I was involved in both sides. I was involved in the side of swimmer and also side of the coach. By doing so, I decided to do a sports science at university. So I did. And after that, I moved to UK. To study By learning English, I was able to get good positions and good jobs in Spain when I came back. So my specialty in university was uh, a high performance and sport management. That is the reason why. After spending almost four years in UK working and improving, actually learning and improving my English, I came back to Spain and I went straight forward to the sport management side
0: of it. That's absolutely incredible. So if I'm understanding correctly, when you were 19, you moved to the UK with very limited knowledge of English and only an address in your hand. How did you get through this difficult period and what lessons did you learn from it?
1: That was an adventure per se. I landed in UK with one suitcase and a piece of paper with the address of the house that I was going to live in for the next three months. And the reason why I had this is because I did not speak any English at all. So I was not able to pronounce the name of the street. The challenge is how did I go through it? Well, at that moment, I realized that I was living my dream. And by living my dream, I could not actually live it fully without living in England or without living in English better. At that moment, I decided that I needed to do something with my life. And uh, when I was in England, in the morning, I will go to university. In the evening, I will go every evening to an academy, a language academy to learn English. That was the moment in which I had to decide to put myself out there, be out there, uh, making new friends, talking with people, making mistakes as well as I was speaking in English, asking for help as well and which was extremely difficult for me at that time because it was in another language to another culture as well and that was difficult. What I learned the most is that the world is not waiting for you to either speak good English or to be ready for life when actually life happens in life terms. You have to make it happen. You have to grab the opportunities in life to succeed to shine and to keep trying in life, no matter what, because at the end of the day, no one is going to come to save you. And you are the only one that have the power to make it possible. And so do it with no regrets at all.
0: I love that. Life is not waiting for us. It's moving all the time. It's us that has to take on life. And it certainly took gumption on your part to take on this challenge, move to a new country where you didn't know the language so that you could pursue the career you wanted at the time. Absolutely remarkable. So then you stayed in sports management for 17 years, and then you made this radical shift into the tech industry. Uh, That's uh, quite unique. What inspired the shift that you made?
1: Yeah, it is. As you say, it's very unique. Biggest inspiration was, and it's still my background in a sport. As I say, I come from high performance. The discipline in this field is extremely high. And this discipline also transfer into every aspect of my life. So in this case, was my career. And this factor was the fuel that drove absolutely every single moment during uh, my career in a, since a, a very early stage. And the reason is because I did hear so for so many years how important discipline is. And not just that, but I saw the results within myself. So I knew that everything will be possible with the right amount of discipline and with the right mindset as well. After so many years in sports uh, management, basically one day I came across with this idea of parkrun very randomly and by surprise as well while I was on uh, holidays with my brother in New York City celebrating our birthday. Well, this is part of another story. So anyway, in this particular moment It is when I remember that everything is possible with just discipline, with hard work and the right mindset. That is always, and it's been always my inspiration. This is how Parkrun was also born.
0: Amazing. What a fantastic story. So it is something you experienced while you were on vacation somewhere else that was also the inspiration behind this idea. As the CEO of Parkrun, you're at the forefront of the smart city and supply chain management sectors. What do you see as the most exciting developments and challenges in these areas, and how does Parkrun fit into the evolving landscape? Well, this is a very wild
1: question. I guess that I will start saying that I believe that we have to leverage the smart cities initiatives that are already working to improve the current development. And so by doing so, we can also bring a massive, significant benefit. With this, I mean, for example, use the data. The data that smart cities are already generating through either sensors, through cameras, or through other IoT devices. By analyzing this data, we will be able to improve the insight into either traffic patterns or even, let's say, weather conditions as well, for example. So this will allow us to take further actions based on pure analysis. Another element that is uh, part of the development at the moment is digital twins. Creating digital trends in uh, environment, any environment, it doesn't matter which one, allows not just a simulation of any kind of operation, but it also allows the prediction of uh, behaviors, allows also the optimization of performance and identify potential issues before actually they occur in the real world. So by getting all these simulations, by getting all these predictions as well, we are helping to reduce the risk, to reduce as well cost and to improve massively efficiency. You mentioned as well the challenges. Well, when it comes to the challenges, I will mention the platforms. And with the platforms, I mean the usage of the platform. I think that the biggest challenge is to use these platforms for private and public entities to work together and create the industry standards. This can also ensure operational standards and consistency throughout the practices. In this point, I do believe that is where the human being, per se, find always challenges in every aspect when it comes to working together as a whole to bring the best practices uh, possible and the results. And this is the reason why I believe that Parkrun fits into this evolving ecosystem beautifully by integrating with the ecosystem per se, analyzing the data and using this data to optimize our services as well.
0: For those listeners who don't know what Parkrun is or have never heard of it, can you explain exactly what it is and what it does?
1: Parkrun is a smart parking solution that as a main point generates revenue stream out of those parking spots that you are not utilizing. Let me just put it really, really simple. If you have parking spots at work, you are not using them during the weekend, you can rent them out on the Parkrun app and get a revenue stream just by utilizing them during the weekend or vice versa. You have a parking spot at home, you're not using that parking spot, let's say from 8 o'clock until 7 p.m. or something like that. So you can rent out your parking spot just during the time that you are not using it and you are outside at work. What does Parkrun do? Parkrun has Key features, and I would like to start mentioning booking, for example. Parkrun offers unique parking spaces. And with this, I mean parking spaces in um, five-star hotels and individual people's parking as well. So this is a key factor to reach absolutely everywhere and every corner in the city. As well, Parkrun has the ability to allow you to book parking spaces also for your family members and solve a little bit of the family struggle as well. And this is in case that you have uh, multiple cars in your households. I also want to mention the booking in advance. In this case, the booking in advance comes into a scene when you are driving all the way to JBR or you are driving all the way to data to arrive to your destination and find out that there is no parking available. You can book parking in advance and know that the parking is going to be there waiting for you, stress-free and this is as uh, VIP as Dubai gets. And that is what our users love the most when it comes to Parkron. This takes us to the great feature as well, meaning that Patron is the only application that works with event managers as well. So if you are an event manager, you are having an event either in World Trade Center or at a concert in a location and you can use Parkrun to offer parking at a discount to all your guests.
0: A really smart solution. And it makes sense that it helps us to make the most efficient use of resources. So if there is a a parking space someone is not using in the day, why not um, rent out that space? If it's, let's say, in a building, that somebody has an apartment in a building and they're going to be out at work all day, then they would have to allow access then for whoever is renting the space from them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That is what will happen in the building. Um, the individual should allow this person to get in, but also Parkrun goes further in this case. Parkron can be integrated in any parking ecosystem, meaning that we can operate the entry and the exit as well of the parking spaces.
0: Oh, wow. That is really smart. So that it all gets integrated on the app. So when they get there, they can just use the app to unlock, get access, park, and then leave again when they're ready. That's a really smart. Absolutely. Thank you. Now let's change direction a little bit. The tech industry is often associated or seen as very much male dominated. As a female CEO, what advice would you give to women looking to break into the tech world and reach leadership positions?
1: I could give all of them in the world, but I will start saying that keep learning, keep learning and keep learning. Because the tech industry is a very dynamic world, it is in continuous changing. You have to keep learning and to keep yourself up to date with the latest trends. That is for sure. Also, I would say that uh, building a strong networking is very important, but it's very important because it will allow you to learn. Everyone is a teacher in this world. No matter the industry, everyone can teach you something, either about life, about businesses or about yourself as well. So keep your eyes open and your ears as well. I find, for example, personally a little bit difficult to find that work-life balance as well. So I need to remind myself that I have to keep and trying and to keep uh, working into that work-life balance with the tools that I have. Those tools can be working as well towards uh, self-care on a regular basis. Finding that makes me happy, whether it is sports, whether it might be meditation, whether it might be uh, spending time with friends. But spending that me time with myself is a big advice. At last, but not least, believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself and you don't have to let your self-doubt hold you back. So I believe on setting goals and follow them with your heart 100%. It, this is not easy at all and no one is saying that it's easy, but I have experience with myself that by believing in yourself, setting up the goals and following them with your heart, It is possible, not just 100%, but 100,000% it is possible.
0: That's some really excellent advice and some good insights that you've shared there with our listeners. Looking back on your journey, what would you say is the most significant piece of advice you have received?
1: I am Spanish. I'm from the south of Spain, so I want everything done yesterday. We have that temperament. So the piece of advice that I was given and I still give and I still have to remind myself is that entrepreneurship is about having very long term vision. Look at it as a marathon and not as a sprint. I would say to everyone to be super patient and as well, again, believe in yourself, believe in your vision always. To finalize with the advice, we all make mistakes, either in life, in our personal life, in our professional life as well. So embrace, embrace the mistakes, embrace the failures as a stepping stone to your success. Because by embracing them, we learn from this, and at the end of the day, it's just life happening. It's part of life.
0: Excellent. I really like that. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Now we've come to the segment of our show where I'll ask you some rapid-fire questions, our version of a game show. Are you ready? I am. Okay. What would you say are the three most admirable qualities of a CEO?
1: Well, I will say consistency always. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep going no matter what because the way is not going to be led without you. And at the same time, I will say leadership. Leadership is very important to be able to guide your team, to be able to listen to your team when they are uh, bringing up issues or better options on how to manage the company and resilience, I would say. By doing these three, by having this combination, we need to be able to reborn ourselves a little bit on a daily basis, be resilient towards life and knowing how to guide others and at the same time, keep the consistency in this path that it's being open by yourself,
0: but also followed by others. Lovely. Thank you so much for that. What is your go-to for when you have downtime? You mentioned earlier on about self-care. What is it that you like to do during downtime? I love sport. So
1: swimming is uh, the main activity that I love. I love just jumping in the water. I love starting a uh, swimming. I love hearing. The water down, the splash, counting meters, counting laps, changing from one exercise to another, to me, it's a beautiful meditation slash therapy slash physical activity because for me it works pretty, pretty well. As well, I like to meditate per se. I read a lot. I also write. When I'm having a down time, meaning if I'm tired of stress, I will do something. But if I'm having that time because I need to find answers, I need to find solutions and I need to start taking actions towards any situation, I will always go for writing. If I'm able to write, if I'm able to visualize and explain the situation that I am at the moment, I will say that 90-95% of the work is already done. And then it will be way easier to proceed and take actions on whatever matter of issue that I have to take actions about.
0: Very nice. What app do you use the most on your phone? After Parkron, I will
1: say those apps for uh, social media as well. Checking uh, social media for the company, checking that everything is done. So yeah, I will say Parkron as a main for obvious reasons and uh, social media. I'm very active as well in social
0: media. So I love it. What is one thing you do every day, no matter how busy you are?
1: I do meditate. I love having my me time in the morning. So I get my coffee just the way I like it. I sit on the sofa and I have those 20 minutes with no fun with no talk, no interaction whatsoever, and just getting ready for the day that it's coming. Because I also wake up very early in the morning. So I like that moment at five o'clock in the morning in which the city is completely quiet. To use that to recharge my energies, to recharge my brain and have that moment with myself. It's bringing good energies, it's bringing good emotions, it's bringing good interactions. to put out there the positive feeling that I do believe that this world needs and myself as well
0: thank you for sharing that now that was the end of the game show thank you for playing along now before we wrap up I'd like to ask you about your green pill moment so if you could take the green pill and start over what would you do differently
1: this is controversial sometimes right Sometimes when we are in the middle of a problem or when I am in the middle of a problem or situation and I have the thought of, oh, I should have done this way or I should have known better and so react differently, right? We all get caught up in this feeling and myself as well. In reality, I do believe that we are exactly where we are meant to be and we are having the experiences and going through the experiences that are shaping our character and so our personality as well. So for that reason, I can positively say that I wouldn't change absolutely anything. If something, I start all over again and see my younger self, I will just tell her, you know, girl, go for it. You're doing great and just keep going because... At the end of the day, today, I am in the place that I am because of the decision that I made. I'm really happy about that. So I will keep going without changing absolutely
0: anything. Let me then change the question a little bit because we'd like to give our listeners some tips. So if you had to give advice to a young person starting out, some green pill advice, what would that be?
1: I would say starting in entrepreneurship or in life or in anything, listen to your gut feeling, follow your intuition, because we have that for something. And do not let anyone or any situation to bring you down. And whenever those situations arrive and you feel down, you have to basically just get yourself up again and keep going. Because I also believe that so many times entrepreneurs or situation in life do not get to the final end result, which might be amazing because the person just Quit right before the miracle is about to happen. Don't quit. Keep going. Keep it strong because you are doing amazing by just following your vision and being true to yourself.
0: That's lovely. Thank you for that. And I think that's a very good advice. Follow your gut and don't quit. Don't give up. Before we say goodbye, could you please tell our listeners where they can find and follow you? I know you said you were active on social media and we'll also put this in the show notes.
1: Listeners can follow me on LinkedIn at Mercedes Ebrian. Also Instagram as well. We are in LinkedIn as well. We are in Instagram and all of them are called Parkron u As well on the website
0: com. Very good. Thank you very much. And again, thank you so much, Mercedes, for being here today. It's been an excellent conversation with you. Our listeners are going to enjoy this conversation as well. I wish you and Parkron all the very best.
1: Thank you so much. I had a great time. Thank you for having me today.
0: If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.